I, I joined an entrepreneur organization, EO, here in Charleston. And one of the things that they said right away that was awesome, they said, we don't allow opinions. We ask for shared experiences. And that really hit me because I want, when I see that, that father, that wife, that's been great, I want to ask them, hey, give me the shared experience of why you're successful with being a parent. Like, because I can have an opinion from, you know, Susan down the street could say, oh, let me tell you about being a parent. It sucks. It's all this. Like, I, I don't want your opinion. I want the, I want the shared experience from someone that is on the same wavelength of raising their kids as I am. Or I want, you know, another prime example is when we went to South Africa for our honeymoon, a lot of people would be like, oh, it's dangerous. It's this is that. Oh, have you been? No, I just heard. I've read. I've done. Okay, great. I want the shared experience of who has been to South Africa. And what did you do? And where did you go? And tell me your experience because you've actually experienced it. You're not just giving me a blanket opinion based on some sort of, you know, the news telling you or, or a media source or whatever the case is. And Dan Rivers here with Rivers Capital Group with the Compound Mindset Episode 6. Yes, we got to Episode 6. I know you guys are all ecstatic and loving the content I'm dropping. Well, not, not going to say it, though. I just hope you guys are. But anyway, I'm having a really fun time with it, so I hope you guys uh, do enjoy it. I hope I'm adding value. Uh, feel free to send me some feedback on anything you'd like me to talk about or, or adjust or, or bring up. I'd love to hear from you guys. But, but start off with that wisdom moment. Um, Power of 72, I know a lot of people listening to this probably already know about the power of 72, but cool thing is if you take the interest rate that you're getting on your money and divide it by 72, if you're compounding that money, that tells you how long it'll take to double your money, i.e. you have $100,000, you're getting a 6% return and you let it compound, meaning you're letting it roll over, you're not taking any money out of there, in 12 years, you'll have $200,000. So if you're young... You could save up $100,000, just get that 6% return. By the time you retire, you know, that could be, geez, $800,000 plus in that account if you let it compound. That's the power of compounding wealth, and that's the rule of 72. So, hope you enjoyed that little fun fact. Um, as we mentioned before, um, it's a compound mindset, and today we're going to be talking about personal growth. Personal growth. Uh, one of my favorites, uh, not that I don't enjoy all of these, making the world a better place is definitely going to be top of that list because I just think there's so much we could do with that. But it all starts to me with personal growth. Like it's, it's important in life to make sure that you focus on yourself, making sure you're constantly growing because I know we've all heard this before, you're either growing or dying. So I'd rather be growing. I think that's better than the alternative. So let's do a deep dive into personal growth right now. Let's start with the... The education aspect of it because I think there's a lot of different areas of personal growth and we can go even beyond what I'm bringing up here but uh, education is definitely probably one of the biggest things people think of when you think about personal growth and a few of the ways that I try to grow myself 
on this side is uh, Audible, either reading or listening to a book. Especially anybody who's out there and you're driving for a living and you're on the road, why not just pop on? I mean, obviously, listen to Compound Mindset first, please. But after you've listened to all my episodes, then you can hop on Audible and uh, and just listen to an audio audiobook or maybe another podcast if that's what you enjoy doing more. But it's just, it's been a really cool way because I've never been a reader growing up. I'm not the kind of person that, I mean, in high school, I would get the cliff notes. I would try as best as possible not to read, but still get a decent grade. Uh, I don't know why, it's just something about it that it was just hard for me to, to get focused on. I mean, maybe it was the topics weren't interesting enough. It was probably a little bit of that, probably a little bit about me be, just being a teenager, a punk, and just not wanting to educate myself, not understanding the power of it back then. Obviously now we all have that wish that I do wish that I grew a little bit more and uh, took advantage of some of the opportunities I had when I was younger, but I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it now. Now is when I'm going to do it. So I try to do one of my goals in 2023 and I track it in the compound mindset uh, tracker is to read at least one to two books or listen to one to two books a month. I just finished up UOU by Eric Thomas and uh, man, that was powerful. That was really cool to hear his story. His branding, I just thought it was some really cool points on anybody who's into branding. He had some really cool nuggets in there about like his brand and he even lost speaking opportunities because he was not willing to bend on his brand. And that was powerful. I was like, that, that is awesome. That's something that it's not easy to do. Um, I remember in Green Lights, actually, I listened to Green Lights at least twice, maybe a third time. I love Matthew McConaughey. He had the same thing happen where he got offered... I forget, it was a rom-com role. And he says, I'm done with rom-com. I want to change my image. And uh, he got offered a rom-com role. And I think they offered him, I don't know, don't quote me on here, $5 million. And he turned it down. Then it went to six, seven. Bottom line, they just kept on re-offering. I think it was up to like $15 million for this one role. And he turned it down because he said, you know what? I want to adjust my image. I want to adjust my branding to you know whatever he was trying to do more serious roles i think the next one was dallas buyers club if i'm not mistaken he ended up doing and that's where he wanted to adjust his image his branding so i have mad respect for anybody who's willing to say no and willing to do willing to be the person they want to be to stick with their brand uh off on a little bit of a tangent there but that's the personal growth i mean that's what it's all about I listen to these books because I just want to take one tip from each book I listen to. Just one tip and implement it in my life. And that's how we grow. That's that's the personal growth there. It's You don't have to memorize the whole book. You don't have to necessarily implement the whole book. You might not want to implement anything. You might listen to an audible or read a book and say, you know what? I respect and appreciate what this person did, but they don't align with my trajectory. So guess what? I'm going to Take that knowledge that I learned, I'm going to use it however I wish, but I'm not going to implement anything in my life because they don't align with the way that, where I want to go. And that's perfectly fine. It doesn't mean anything bad or good. People are different. That's the awesome part about humanity is, guess what? We're not all the same. We might not all want to be the same. But by listening to stories, by reading stories, we get to see different cultures, different points of view on life. And I think another area that helps with personal growth is just understanding other people's stories, understanding other people's whys, understanding other people's hardships. Um, 
do I like to beat a dead horse, but I talk about mine. Mine was heart surgery at a young age and then heart surgery again at 29. That gave me a lot of my why. That was my hardship. Everybody has hardships. Everybody has those things in life and it doesn't matter if you think, you know, one's bigger, one's smaller. It's not how it works. It's, it's what kind of, what are your pivot points in life? What's changed you? What's shaped you to think the way you, sh you think? And then how do I take, how do I re- structure these neurons if I'm not thinking the right way to start thinking in a different way and that's what the ability of reading that's what the ability of listening to these audibles do if you're listening to the right stuff or maybe you just listen to some because you just enjoy it maybe it's sci-fi or or um I don't know rom-coms or whatever it is that you enjoy that's great you're still expanding your vocabulary expanding your understanding of things um, you're still growing and that personal growth that's a big part of it for me right now. And I'm so glad they came up with Audible, these these books on Audible, because uh, I do read. I do try to have one book going while I'm listening to Audible, but I will tell you that when I'm reading a book, it takes a lot longer to finish than an Audible. And uh, I think it was Dusty Keefe. Shout out to Dusty Keefe. He told me to listen to, it was either him or Chris Lamb, told me to start listening to my audibles on a faster speed. So I'm at 1.3 right now. I can't really go much faster than that. They might, they might be at like one and a half or two, but they kind of talk too quick at that pace. But it is kind of cool if you speed up the, pa the pace. <coughs> Excuse me. You speed up the pace because you can get through the book quicker. I don't know. One of my favorite books, and I've listened to it twice, is uh, What It Takes by Steve Schwartzman. And I want to say it's a 13-hour book. So... It's 26 hours, listen to it twice, but if you speed it up, you know, brings that down, you still get that same, you know, you still get the same nuggets out of it. So anyway, a couple tips, but that's the way that I enjoy doing it. Another one's podcast. And I think this is another great way to, to, to grow yourself in finding the right podcast. Like, do you kind of jive with the person? Do they flow the way you want it to flow? Do they, are they interviewing the guests that you like? Are they talking about topics that you enjoy or might not necessarily be a topic that you enjoy, but a topic that you're looking at your life, be like, hey, I really need to grow spiritually, so I'm just going to listen to a spiritual or religious podcast because that's an area of my life I need to grow in. Whatever it is, podcasts are a great way to get out there and just grow your knowledge. Again, sometimes grow your cultural knowledge, grow just who you are as a person. Um, and I think that's that's one way that I do it a lot. I don't. This next one, it's not something that I... I personally do a lot, but it's uh, YouTube. There's a lot of great YouTube out there that you can either YouTube to to learn sales, YouTube to understand wholesaling, YouTube to understand real estate investing. There's a lot of great YouTube channels out there. Just be careful on who you listen to because there's also a lot of stuff out there that you don't necessarily want to follow. But if they're credible, I mean, I have my YouTube channel and I know a lot of these uh, unbelievably smart People in all these different industries have YouTube channels and it's a great way to almost feel, almost feel personal with the person. Like you're, you're watching their YouTube channel and you can kind of see their mannerisms and how they act and who they are as a person as they're teaching you. I just think that's a great way. I mean, that's something I'm, I'm old, I'm 42 years old. So I, we didn't have YouTube back then, you know, we were, we had the Encyclopedia Britannica and anybody who's on here that knows that one, uh, we know you had those books sold to you. So that's, that's, that's uh, one of the ways I learned that maybe that's why it was boring. I didn't get to go watch, you know, a YouTube clip on it. Um, you know, they talk about how the mind really follows movement. So you could read a book, you could listen to an audible book, audible, but 
when you're watching a video on how to learn something, that's where your mind is really like, it's just geared or, or however it works, but it's, it's geared to like, that's where it picks up. And, um, and uh, you can really focus on video and it really, it's a way that your mind, sorry about that. It's a way that your mind tracks memory. That's what it is. So as you're watching videos and everything, that's how the memory works. When you watch a still picture, it's a little bit harder, but when you have a video kind of, that's why I was at this event the other day and they were talking about, instead of your vision board, do a vision slideshow because the moving pictures get you to remember what your visions are. And it's the same thing on YouTube. Like when you're watching something, a lot of people that's, at least for me, that's one of the better ways I learn is when I watch something. I can listen to something, hear it, and learn it. But usually when I can see something, I learn it a little bit better. It's something that kind of sticks in my head a little bit a little bit more. But um, I know a lot of people in here for personal growth. You go back to college or learn a trade or just go back and learn a new skill. Uh, and any schooling system, um, you know, that's that's I've, my bachelor's degree in business and and in accounting and it's definitely helped me start my journey obviously on the job and, and real life training's really been where I've grown the most especially over the last few years being around the right people in the right rooms um, but college did get me off to that start but college isn't meant for everybody maybe it's a trade maybe you get right into business and do on the job training there's no wrong way to, to grow yourself on personal growth as long as you're always moving forward uh, masterminds, I cannot stress enough how important masterminds are. Like masterminds are absolutely amazing. I just came back from Puerto Rico from a mastermind and every time I go, there's at least one person on stage or one person I talk to that I'm like, holy shit, you really opened up my eyes to this. Uh, this last one, um, Audrey, I'm not going to butcher her last name. But Audrey, she's part of Legacy Family, was on stage and she was amazing. She talked about putting, everybody goes, and if you look at your calendar right now, I challenge you, look at your calendar and I bet you, your calendar is based on what you have for work. So you'll plug in meetings and, and whatever it is. And maybe for me, real estate, it's just showings or, you know, coffee with someone or, or REI Central meetup. So you plug all the business stuff in your calendar and you try to squeeze your personal life around it. Well, she said, give yourself a blank template, put all your personal stuff in, and then plug in your business around your personal life. Obviously, it's impossible to do every... I'm not going to say impossible. Let me take that back. Obviously, it's not the easiest thing to do, especially starting off when you're working. Maybe you work in a nine-to-five. You know, Maybe you have a lot of other things going on. But I challenge you just put that personal calendar together and then see what you have available for work and a lot of times i think she said the average is 22 to 28 hours if i'm not misspeaking of allowable work time around that when you really put what you want for your personal life including like it might be waking up and reading writing your in your gratitude journal spending time with your kids picking your kids up at school date night with the wife or husband like when you really put that personal calendar together it just shows you what you're sacrificing for work and it just makes it a little bit more real. And I just, that one nugget from going to Puerto Rico was absolutely amazing. And um, it just really makes you look at life in a different way. And every time I go, there's another person who, you know, brings up one topic that I'm like, holy wow, that's, that's amazing. I'm glad I came to this event and I'm glad I learned this. It was worth the money. So masterminds, just be in the right rooms. Again, I'm in more real estate slash business type of masterminds. 
Uh, you may be, you know, into finance. You may be into, um, you may be a doctor or in the medical field. That's uh, get into the groups that matter to you. It doesn't matter what field that is. Get into the groups that matter to you and just be around people that are talking ideas. It's amazing when you're just around people that are talking ideas, that are talking big things. And then all of a sudden, what you thought was big, someone's talking about doing 10 times that and it makes you think, or at least it makes me think, I'm like, holy crap. The thing I was thinking of, they're talking about 10 times that? This is attainable, I can do this then. I could do this, if they're doing this, I could do this. And it just gives you that motivation to say, hey, it's, it's possible. It's achievable because how many times growing up have we been in rooms where people will tell you it's not possible, it's not achievable. Sorry, I'm going to go off on a little rant here because I think, not I think, I, I know that I've experienced, there's so many times where it's easy to say, you know, I've been, in, been growing up and it's, it's the American dream. Sorry, let me rewind there a little bit. <laughs> um, it's the American dream that there's opportunity in America. So everybody wants to come to America for the opportunity. Everybody loves the fact that it's, I won't say everybody, most people love the fact that it's capitalist society and they have opportunity. Obviously there's things we could tweak, we're not gonna get political here. I'm talking about opportunity. It's a country in the world that has opportunity. It's a country in the world where 70% of millionaires are self-made millionaires. It's a country in the world that there obviously is poor and poverty and we need to do a better job of taking care of our people. But when you go to other areas of the world, our poor have more opportunity than you know different countries, different areas. My point is, we're in a world where there's all this opportunity, there's all this potential for growth, there's all this, you know, how many people, entrepreneurs, start their own business, start their own company. There's all this opportunity, yet when someone takes a advantage of that opportunity and goes after that opportunity and wants to better their life with that opportunity, how many people try to talk you out of it? You know, what are you doing? That's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to get a job. You're supposed to do this. You should go to college. You should do this. You should, 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 should. And it just, I was thinking about this the other day and I'll tell you the story of why I was thinking about it. I was at Impractical Jokers. And they were up on stage and whatever they were talking about. They're talking about Denzel Washington. Love Denzel. And they were joking around that something about giving away $5,000 and Denzel has $5,000 in, in, in his couch cushions. And, um, but then they said something along the lines of, I can't remember the exact verbiage, but they mentioned like, screw the rich. Who here, you know, screw the rich. Who here hates the rich? Three quarters of the audience going nuts. And I just thought, how sad is that? How sad is it that we are in a country that has the most opportunity or, or high? I mean, there are other countries that are absolutely amazing, but we are in an amazing country that you have opportunity. There's no doubt about that. You have opportunity. Some people's struggles are harder. Some people's opportunity is going to be harder to achieve, but we have opportunity. Yet if we take advantage of it and we work hard and we capture that opportunity, there's a certain point where we're triggered and we're now the enemy. Just, sorry for that little rant, it's just mind-boggling to me. I, I, I couldn't understand it. I, it just made me a little sad about humanity that we can't be happy for people doing better than us. One of the last episodes I did talked about conversion. This is a prime example of 
I mean, it's downright gotta be jealousy. And I'm sure I felt this way back in the day too. I'm not gonna lie to you. When I was younger and I didn't have my mind open and I didn't understand how hard someone has to work to take advantage of that opportunity, how much risk they have to take to take advantage of that opportunity, I'm sure I thought the same way of like, ah, screw all rich people are, are jerks or selfish or don't care about anybody else. But then when you really learn what that means, it means that they took those hard risks. They went against the grain. They probably had a lot of naysayers along the way. Not a lot of people bringing them up to take that gamble, to take that risk. And guess what? A lot of those wealthy people employ people. Like think about, we're talking about Jeff Bezos and I'm not going to talk about their character, political beliefs. I don't, again, I'm not bringing all that crap up into this. I'm talking about they had a vision. They had a dream. They worked hard towards it. They made it happen. And they now employ and have helped, you know, hundreds of thousands of people become wealthy themselves by investing in them or by working with them. Yet they're out to be villains. And again, I'm not saying everything's great or whatever it is. You can have your own opinion of them. I'm talking about just strictly because once you reach a certain threshold, you become the person who is hustling to the person who is bad because they have wealth. And that, that just, sorry for that long tangent, but it just really got to me because I think it's important to know that I'm starting to surround myself with some absolutely successful people. And guess what? The people that are really good people are really good people with money. And they donate a lot and they give back and they're making change in the world and they're helping society out in a lot of different ways. And the people who aren't good people probably are still assholes with money. You know, they're out there too. You're absolutely right. But it's not money that's making them a certain way. It's their character. And now that they have money and there's a lot of, lot of really good people who have worked hard and who are successful now that are giving back and making a difference in this world. So I've just challenged anybody on here that have thought that way that we just talked about just to, just to, change a few of those neurons in your brain, try to change your way of thinking that it's not money that's gonna make someone's character, it's their character that's gonna be accentuated with money. Um, but anyway, masterminds and all this stuff has helped grow my mind in that aspect and, and really think that way because I never thought this way, I wasn't brought up that way and guess what, the school system, society, it's not geared to make you think in a different way other than I need to get into the workforce. Because guess what? For the last 100 plus years, when um, Henry Ford created the 9 to 5, guess what school was geared towards? To find employees. So you got to get outside and be in these other rooms of these high-level thinkers, and it gets you thinking in other ways. Um, I think it's always important, like we talked about, to just be growing and gaining knowledge. That's the, that's the uh, education part of that. Let's go to travel and culture. Let's mention a little bit about uh, my why. One of my whys is travel. And uh, that's my personal why. I just, I just enjoy it because I didn't really travel a lot when I was younger. We did. My parents were great. We'd go camping and been to Disney World a few times. And we had some great family trips. But never really went outside the country. And now that I've started, I mean, I got engaged in Machu Picchu, Peru. We went to South Africa on our honeymoon. We're going to Italy for a couple months. Um, now that I'm starting to travel, it's like, holy crap, I absolutely love it. And it's not just the traveling, it's also the culture, learning different cultures. And 
So my goal is we try to go somewhere a couple times a year and or a longer trip somewhere and really get ourselves into the culture. Like right now, since we're going to Italy, which we're taking some Italian classes and doing, I think it's Babbel, to help with our Italian so that we can, you know, learn a little bit about Italian, learn about the language, learn a little bit about the culture, learn a little bit about how that society operates and works and lives because I'm sure there's a couple nuggets when we go over there that we're going to learn, hey, this is what they do in Italy. Oh, let's take this back to our place. And it might just be the pasta and the cappuccinos. But I'm excited to just... And the wine, I'm sure, the red wine. I love Tuscany, um, Tuscan wine. But I'm excited to travel it just to learn more and grow from that. And um, that's just... I think that's important on the personal growth side is... It doesn't have to be travel necessarily, but it's cultural. I think I personally believe that part of the issue with hate is we don't surround ourselves with different people enough. You know, if if we're born in this one town, in this one city, in this one area, and we really don't get outside of that and meet people and know people from different areas... You know, we're going to accept people that look like us, that act like us, and that talk like us. That's just like the human nature. It's like what, what mag it, it, it brings you to someone. So when you start learning different cultures, start going to different areas, start seeing different things, it really just opens up your mind. And I feel like that helps. It helps me personally grow. Being around people that aren't like me, cultural-wise, whatever it is, all different ways, like Maybe someone's more athletic than me. Hanging around someone more athletic than me, it's going to help me maybe be a little bit more athletic. Or someone from whatever, a different culture, and I try different foods or just understand maybe a different religion or whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Just someone that's not me and I can learn their culture, their their mindset, their their thought process, why who they are and why they've become that way. It's, it's pretty empowering. I mean, I just remember... Jeez, Iceland was really cool. Iceland was a very laid back, just different culture. Um, just really cool to see how they live. A lot of the small towns throughout the Ring Road, they just, they literally farm and they eat what's, or they fish and they eat what's local just to that area. So every town we went to was different. They wouldn't have the same menu. They wouldn't even have the same beer. Like it was all different, all these little towns. It's just kind of cool, neat to see that. Like I'm excited to see that in Italy. Like how different is Southern Italy to Tuscany, to Venice, to... I'm excited to kind of see the differences. And um, and just like at Masterminds, I feel like every time you learn a little bit more about a culture, a religion, a group, or whatever, you pick up something little that you're like, ah, oh, that's really cool. I like that. Um, I read a lot of Thich Nhat Hanh, and I probably butchered that name, I'm sorry, but he's a uh, Buddhist author. Um, I think he was big back in like the Vietnam era. I did a lot in Vietnam. And... Uh, just learning about Buddhism and they're, they're really about living in the moment and it's really opened up my mind to be like, all right, I, I really respect the, you know, Buddhism. I just think it's kind of cool that their whole focus is living in the moment because it's easy to think about the past like we talked about or, or always wanting better in the future, but making sure you appreciate the moment. That's that one big piece that I took away from a few of his books and uh, not saying I'm great at it. I definitely have to catch myself and I get shout out to Lisa for, making sure I don't forget that sometimes. Um, but uh, living in the moment's important. And I think, again, it's all about personal growth. I think it's great to think about what we want and going for our goals, but 
be happy where you're at right now and every phase, every step you go, just make sure you're happy, you're happy, you're happy. Or again, happy is an emotion, so I hate to say that, like don't, you don't have to be happy or allowed to be sad or upset in these phases too, but make sure you appreciate and have gratitude towards the good things every time you meet, meet that uh, next level. Because there will be a point in life, and again, uh, I know this, that we might not have the health to be able to, I might not, I don't know what my future holds. Like I might not have the health to go on hikes in Italy in the, you know, five, 10, 15 years. I might not have, you know, the ability to hang out on the floor with my daughter and play with her, you know, or whatever it is. So enjoy, I'm trying to enjoy it now because that next phase, it might, it's probably still going to be great, but it's not going to be the same. So just show that gratitude and that that's, but again, that was Buddhism that helped me on that personal growth on that level. Um, I try to do, like I said, masterminds. I try to go about three times a year and it's pretty cool. The legacy family, they do different areas each time. So it's nice to see, Hey, uh, you know, we were in Puerto Rico, so it's really cool to see Puerto Rico and Puerto Rican food and Puerto Rican culture and old San Juan. It was absolutely awesome. And thank you, Juan Carlos for, uh, hosting and your hospitality that, uh, showing us what you're doing down there. You're doing an amazing job. And it was just really cool just to see the culture of Puerto Rico. My wife and I went there about six years ago, but it just started a different light this time. And I don't know. We went to Mexico and just that travel really gets you to see the world in just a different eye. And it's, um, it's really helped me grow. I'll tell you that. It's definitely helped with my personal growth. So, I mean, there's other ways to do it. You know, learning languages. I think languages are important. Like I, I, my wife can speak Russian and English. Uh, I think it's awesome when someone can speak a couple languages and understand a couple languages. Like I said, we're trying Italian. I'll use the word trying because it's, it's definitely tough, but um, that's another area to grow. And just experiences. Some people like, I mean, I like going to concerts, music. Um, that experience, going, going to check out museums, whether it's art or whatever the case is, just... There's a lot of different ways for personal growth that you can grow personally. It's maybe, like I said, uh, you know, maybe it's joining um, a league and just being around like-minded people there that love soccer and just, just, there's a lot of ways that you can really just grow all aspects of your life to just be a better person. And that's what I do. I try to, that's what I'm trying to do. It's just be a better person every day, a little, you know, 2% better. And that's, the last thing I want to kind of go into, and this all comes into play there, is, you know, growing emotionally. I've talked about the past about being vulnerable, putting the past behind me. I know that's, you know, I think about the past a lot, just different, different things about the past of. One of my big, hardest things to overcome. If I was an asshole when I was younger and I didn't treat everybody well and I, I did some stupid things and I was not always a great person. I gotta realize that doesn't define who I am now. That doesn't mean I'm not a good person now. It doesn't mean I can't be a great person and make a difference and make a change. And that took me a little bit to get over because I know that I've probably hurt some people and I've been nothing crazy, but I was just, just an asshole. I was just a young kid that was just not always the nicest person to people. And it took a little bit of time to, for me to say, hey, it's okay, I could be I've changed it. I'm, I'm a good person now. 
and I still fuck up and I still do some dumb things, but I honestly can tell you, I try on a daily basis to be a good person, to be a good father, to be a good husband, to be a good friend, to be a good business partner, um, just to be a good human being. I truly try on a daily basis to focus on that. And even when I have little step backs or I mess up, that is my main focus. And that's why I try to continually grow. That's, that's what personal growth means to me on the emotional side. Like I'm trying to grow my knowledge so that I help my clients out. I help my business partners out and I help myself out, but I'm trying to also grow emotionally for those because I want to raise an awesome child. And if I don't grow emotionally, she would probably see the, the issues I have. And you know, that probably will could pass down to her. She's going to see how dad operates emotionally in these areas. So that's why I try to talk to people. Like when I see a good parent and I see what I mean by a good parent, the other day we were in Puerto, Puerto Rico, my wife and I was having dinner and I just looked over at this family, their kids, not only just well-behaved, but polite, um, just the way they interacted with the family. You could see there was love there. You could see there was happiness there. You could see their kids had respect. You could see that the parents respected the kids and listened to the kids. And I just made it a point to grab the, uh, grab the husband cause the wife is too far away. And I just said, I just want to make sure, you know, I just wanted you to know you guys are good parents. I could see it. And, um, and I like seeing that because I want to, as, as my daughter gets a little bit older, I want to, the parents who are doing a good job, the parent, the kids who are respectful, the kids who are, I mean, kids are kids, kids are hellions, kids are kind of, but you could tell a different level of respect and gratitude versus kids who just run wild. And I want to emulate that. I want to, I, I joined a entrepreneur organization, EO here in Charleston. And one of the things that they said right away, that was awesome. They said, we don't allow opinions. We ask for shared experiences. And that really hit me because I want, when I see that, that father, that wife, that's been great. I want to ask them, Hey, give me the shared experience of why you're successful at being a parent. Like, cause I can have an opinion from, you know, Susan down the street could say, Oh, let me tell you about being a parent. It sucks. It's all this. Like, I, I don't want your opinion. I want the I want the shared experience from someone that is on the same wavelength of raising their kids as I am. Or I want, you know, another prime example is when we went to South Africa for our honeymoon, a lot of people would be like, oh, it's dangerous. It's this is that. Oh, have you been? No, I just heard. I've read. I've done. Okay, great. I want the shared experience of who has been to South Africa and what did you do? And where did you go? And tell me your experience because you've actually experienced it. You're not just giving me a blanket opinion based on some sort of, you know, the news telling you or, or a media source or whatever the case is. And I just think that's powerful. That actually blew my mind. And I think shared experience is a really great way for personal growth and make sure it's a shared experience. It's not just someone's opinion. Uh, getting out of the comfort zone. That's another great way to grow. Just, uh, Sometimes just make yourself uneasy. If you don't like to publicly speak, force yourself to do it once in a while. I don't know. It's just, that's the way that we can really see what we're made of. And, and it helps us, it helps me be a better person when I just, when I'm a little nervous, I'm a little out of my comfort zone. It helps me grow. Um, 
I don't know, just adjust throughout life. Don't be afraid to change. As I mentioned earlier in the podcast, so I I want to make sure it's okay for me to be here and say that I'm, you know, I'm a good person. I'm trying to be a better person because I'm adjusting my life. I had my life the first 38 years. And then once I was around these awesome people, these like-minded people, these entrepreneurs, this is my next step phase in my life, my awesome wife, my daughter. And I'm just adjusting throughout life and there's nothing wrong with that. Just try to be a little 2% better every week. And that's what we talk about the compound mindset. Just every week be 2% better. Keep chipping away towards your goals. And you'll, you'll be amazed on what you can achieve. So that's my personal growth story. I hope it uh, hit home to you. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, like I always sign off, let's go make the world a little bit better place. Take care.